0: Jesus returns to Nazareth. He preaches in his childhood synagogue. He angers everyone in attendance. And he almost dies when they try to throw him off a cliff. Not the best day for Jesus. And the truth is, the story that Luke tells is a peculiar story. It is full of emotional twists and turns. Within the space of 16 verses, everything goes downhill, fast. Curiosity turns to contempt. Happiness gives way to hatred. Worship morphs into violence. How? Why? I mean, Jesus was center stage, surrounded by an admiring congregation. He was reading a beautiful passage of scripture from the prophet Isaiah about, about good news for the poor, freedom for the prisoner, sight for the blind, and justice for the oppressed. Everyone present by his his gracious words and his authoritative presence. Isn't, isn't he Joseph's boy? They asked. You know, the carpenter's kid. The one with the sketchy birth story. (laughs) Who would have thought that he, he would grow up to make good? Who would have thought he would grow up to become a preacher? A healer? A miracle worker? He is our very own star. And it's not difficult to imagine the townspeople's point of view. Who knows how long they had been waiting to welcome Jesus home, to see for themselves the wonders they'd heard about word of mouth, that at his baptism, the heavens opened up and God spoke, naming Jesus beloved. God spoke God's favor of Jesus. The water that he turned into wine at a wedding of Cana of Galilee. How he could heal those with disease and scatter demons through oblivion. I mean, just imagine what they must have thought. I mean, if he can do all of that, if he can peddle miracles to perfect strangers out there... I mean, just imagine what he's going to do for us. His people, his kin, his favorites. They were wrong. And as far as I can tell, the story turns precisely when Jesus refuses to go home in the ways that matter most to the people of Nazareth. He refuses to be at home. He refuses to stay at home, to allow his home, to allow expectations to define him. Everything goes wrong when Jesus essentially says to those in the synagogue, I am not yours. I don't belong to you. Not the numerous in Israel, but those who lived in the margins. Because God is in the business of working in the margins, of crossing borders, of climbing walls. God is in the business of doing new and exciting things in remote and unlikely places. Far from the familiar, far from the comfort of home. Far from the centers of of power and piety. And so, if Luke's account is accurate, then Jesus is the one who pushes his own away in this story. He is the one who rejects them. He refuses to abide by and embrace familial and communal claims upon his life. He is the one who overturns their notions of home and of God's place in it. In essence, he says to them, you can't stay where you are and expect God to hang out with you. You can't stay where you are and expect God to hang out with you. God is on the move. God is doing new things. God is speaking in places you don't recognize as sacred. God is privileging voices you're not interested in hearing. God is embracing people you are unwilling to touch. God is not yours. I am not yours. He pushes them away. I wonder what this means for you. What this means for us. Maybe it means that if if Jesus, if the Jesus we worship never offends us, then it's not really Jesus we worship. I mean, Jesus is the one who pushes so hard against his listeners, their cherished assumptions about faith, where God resides, that they nearly kill him. They want to kill him. They want to throw him off a cliff. I mean, when was the last time... Jesus pushed your buttons in such a way that you wanted to throw him off a cliff. Maybe that sounds absurd, but I think there's a point here. I think Jesus is is meant to offend us, is meant to challenge us is meant to push our buttons. I mean, when was the last time you looked beyond your beliefs? You looked beyond your your progressivism, your theology, your biblical literacy, your prayer life, your politics, all of those comfortable things, when is the last time you looked beyond those things to find him elsewhere? I ask because the unsettling truth about today's scripture is that we, we the church, we are the modern day equivalent of the ancient townspeople of Nazareth. We're the ones who think we know him best. We're the ones Most dangerous, most in danger, of commodifying and domesticating him. Oh, I know Jesus. He looks just like me. Oh, yes, Jesus and I share the same beliefs about everything. Yes, yes, Jesus hates those people as I hate those people. Oh, I I know the Bible. I know it very well. I, I know the specific verses extremely well which I utilize to marginalize other people. We are the ones most likely to miss him. To miss him when he shows up in the faces we don't recognize or honor. We are the ones who become so comfortable that we will... Refuse to follow him into new territory, to become uncomfortable in the unfamiliar, to see him where we least desire to look. How many of us are afraid to leave home? Barbara Brown Taylor. Theologian and preacher. Writes that disillusionment is literally the loss of illusion. About ourselves, about the world, about God. And while it is always a painful thing, a painful process. It is never a bad thing. To lose the lies we have mistaken for The people of Nazareth have embraced a life of a life of lies, lies that they claim is truth. Truth because they don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want a journey to unfamiliar territory. They don't. Luke's story, I believe, this week calls us to untangle, untangle to see and name all of those lies that we hold as truth. To disillusion ourselves. To leave home and find Jesus. To choose movement over stasis, change over security. to walk the path of discipleship I wonder how often in your life how often do you refuse to let others in your life grow and change I wonder how often you box people into identities that are narrow and constricting Where in your life do you try to kill the new and the unfamiliar instead of leaning into newness with curiosity and delight? I wonder if you have the courage to become and to let those close to you to to also become. Or do you cut yourself and others off with expectations that none of us can bear? You will always be a small, a weak, a broken, an insufficient, a disappointing person. Or you will never outgrow your background, your race, your family, your upbringing, your wounds, your addictions, your faults, your failures. Or you must always be recognizable, accommodating, domesticated. You must always understand that you belong to me. You live in a box of my construction. I wonder how you limit your life, in God's life, because you are afraid to grow and change. Because you are afraid to leave the comfort of the synagogue and find God in the margins. The truth is, you can go home again. You can. And you can stay there. However, if the path that you travel, the path that you seek to travel, is the way of Christ, then you must move. You must be willing to leave behind all of those illusions that you hold his truth and be set free. Thanks be to God. Amen.